0: What's up, y'all? We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. Mike and Virginia Chevalier are not only diehard Broncos fans, they're also proud CSU alums and longtime DNVR members. They're a husband-wife team with over 15 years of financial service experience. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com and enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice when you do. Most importantly, get set up with a free consultation to discuss all of your options. That's dnvrmortgage.com. Since your home is likely to be one of your largest assets and your mortgage to be your largest debt, they believe it's vital to consider your full financial picture when purchasing a home. This includes considering your short-term and long-term planning goals, your investments, and your tax situation. Mike and Virginia will work tirelessly to find the best loan for your situation. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com. Enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat when you do. More importantly, get set up with a free consultation and discuss all of your options. Guys, I'm telling you, if you're wondering if the rates are as good as you're hearing, you need to call them. These are some incredible rates. Mike and Virginia are there to make refinance, make the entire process as simple as possible, but they know that it's not for everyone. They're going to run a quick analysis and honestly let you know whether refinancing might be the right option for you. Visit dnvrmortgage.com. That's dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. What's good, everyone? We're back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast. It is Wednesday, October 7th. It's about three in the afternoon when I'm starting to record this podcast. And we're going to talk about CSU football and and Football Scoop and just kind of what we know so far. If if you don't know what I'm talking about, Football Scoop came out this morning with a report uh, essentially saying that they expect CSU to announce the findings of their investigation this week. This has obviously been going on for months. So today, just briefly, I'm going to go over the timeline, kind of run down how everything went. You know, I mean, it's been a while now, so everybody could probably use a refresher. And I'm just going to talk about, you know, what I'm hearing, what I know so far, what I think is going to come out of all of this, uh, my thoughts on the Colorado and all that stuff. I will say just real quick before I get into this, though, my, my message throughout this entire process has been, I'm going to tell you guys what I know. I'm going to give you guys, you know, my best opinions as, that are going to be, you know, as educated as possible. But I didn't want to come at this with a hot take perspective. I still don't, you know, I I definitely still don't. The one thing I just wanted to ask of CSU fans, though, is to please, you know, don't don't take my tweets and and then you know tag the Coloradoan or their employees and and you know write some nasty message. I understand that. You know there are a lot of people in the CSU community that you know maybe are a little frustrated with the Coloradoan or feel like they have a a bone to pick with CSU football or an axe to grind or something like that however you want to phrase it personally you know I I disagree and I have a ton of respect for Miles and Kevin and Kelly and everybody that works over there the Coloradoan as a whole it's not really my job to sit here and try and defend them or anything like that but it, it just, it kind of puts me in an awkward position on, on multiple levels. One, I try to be as engaging as possible. Every tweet that I can respond to, I try to at least acknowledge and be responsive on Twitter. I know that's not everybody's approach on there, but that's how I try and do it. But I I, I can't, what am I supposed to respond to that? I, You know, like I said, I'm not going to sit here and like try and get in a fight or something defending them, but... I, I certainly am not trying to gaslight them or like, you know, throw them under the bus or anything like that. Cause I just have a ton of respect for the people at the Colorado and I don't know. I I understand that it's been, you know, a messy and, and frustrating situation over the last couple of months. I just I'm just asking you. Maybe don't take my tweets and then, you know, tweet nasty things at them. I just don't really think it it solves anything. The the other thing that I wanted to briefly talk about. Before we got into this football scoop stuff and everything that's happened over the last couple of months, is just a, an interaction that I had on Twitter today. Admittedly, I I shouldn't have ever even replied, but you know, if if you guys pay attention on on Twitter, which most of you guys do, you'll see that all kinds of accounts all over the place are you know doing a, a various form of social media engagement where it's basically you know just name a randomness. If it's the Broncos account, name a random Broncos player. If it's the Rockies, name a random Rockies player. I bet you, you know, a couple thousand accounts did that same meme or internet trend, however, whatever you want to call it today. Well, along those lines, I decided I was going to tweet out from the DNVR Rams account to name a random CSU football player, you know, just trying to engage with everybody, be trendy, all that lame social media stuff nobody cares about. But it's fun, you know, it's fun just to engage with people and, you know, think about anything other than COVID-19 or politics or whatever else, you know? Anyways, so I, you know, I thought it was an innocent enough tweet. And a little bit later, I ended up getting a response from the Barstool CSU account, basically implying that, you know, we stole the idea from them. Um, I I got kind of snappy in my response with my personal account. Like I said earlier, I, I probably shouldn't have even responded in the first place. I kind of got in my feelings for a sec. I admit it. But it, it just got under my skin on multiple levels. One, I, I didn't steal the idea. I, I have the Barstool CSU account muted, so I didn't even see it. That's, you know, not even me saying that to be like, you guys should mute the, mute the account, their content sucks or anything like that. I'm, I'm not even saying that it's just not interesting to me it's not the type of content I like I muted them forever ago I just have no interest in seeing it anyways you know I I like I said I I kind of got in my feelings a little bit I responded snapped back pointed out that they'd stolen my content a bunch of times I, I, I there was no need for me to even respond in the first place so I just wanted to uh you know just clear the air for a second and say I, I probably got in my feelings i think their response was probably harmless enough and i you know maybe didn't need to get so defensive about the entire situation but you know honestly i i'm not gonna take if i'm gonna take shit from anyone about content and ripping off it's definitely not from barstool one because it's literally the entire platform their entire company is based on ripping people off but e- even beyond that it's and, and I don't know who runs the Barstool CSU account. I, I don't. I think it usually changes every year. I, my, I, my guess is it's some intern, some CSU student that's, you know, not being compensated nearly enough. And I get all of that. But, you know, if you're going to come at me, just, you know, remember, I've, I've been tweeting about CSU since whoever's been running the Barstool account was probably in middle school. So, you know, if you're going to come at me, you best not miss word that's 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 all i wanted to say about the situation i have no animosity towards them it's it's whatever like i said i I shouldn't have even responded in the first place i just wanted to kind of address it briefly before i got into this csu football stuff which i am going to get into here in just one moment Week 4 of football is in the books, and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for Week 5. There's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. To add to the excitement of Week 5, DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back their can't-miss offer. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to receive a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000. On top of that great sign-up offer, DraftKings is offering odds boosts on every single Sunday. help you make it rain. Don't worry though, if football isn't for you, DraftKings is giving all you basketball fans a 200% profit boost on any basketball market once you sign up. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use the promo code DNVR when you sign up, and get your sign-up bonus of up to $1,000 with the promo code DNVR when you sign up. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus comprises of a first deposit bonus and first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times play through. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Alright, alright, alright. Let's talk a little bit of football here. And like I said, I'm just gonna briefly kind of run everybody through how this situation started a couple of months ago. It's been a crazy couple of months. Lots happened. A lot has happened. So let's just jump right into it. This this obviously goes all the way back to the first week of August, back when CSU or back when the Coloradoan initially reported. Some alleged violations of COVID 19 protocols and potentially even a downright cover up lying about figures. On that day, we got a statement from Joyce McConnell, who announced that she was investigating the situation. In an email sent out to faculty and students, Joyce McConnell said the following This was, remember, all the way back in the first week of August. I tell you all now that nothing is more important to me or to CSU than the health and well being of our students. Nothing in bold. They are our purpose and our responsibility, each and every one of them, whatever sport they play or major they declare. Effective immediately, I have launched an investigation into the concerns raised in the article. This investigation will come out of my office, it will move quickly, and I will be transparently sharing the outcome with all of you. Unfortunately for CSU and CSU fans, though, that's not where it stopped. A few days later, The Coloradoan followed up with another report, this time with allegations of racial insensitivity and player mistreatment. As a result, Joe Parker and McConnell officially paused all football activities on August 7th. Here is part of the statement released by Parker on that day. Effective immediately and for the best interest of our student-athletes, I am pausing all football-related activities indefinitely, Parker said in a release. This includes practices, workouts, and team meetings. I have also asked President McConnell to expand the independent investigation she announced on Tuesday to include a comprehensive review of our athletic department and football programs specifically specifically related to allegations of racism and verbal abuse. While we have been working hard towards playing football this fall, the holistic well-being of our student-athletes is our unequivocal top priority. We must and will address these allegations before we focus on playing football. Um, that didn't happen. That didn't happen. I'm just saying that real quick. That did not happen. They did not. They did not address these allegations before focusing on playing football. But uh, shortly after Parker announced the suspension of all football activities on August seventh, ESPN released another article, this time by Andrea Andelson. And in that article, it has an interview with former CSU quarterback slash staffer Anthony Hill. Hill claimed he was fired by the program after raising concerns over Steve Adazio. Some of the things that he raised concerns over included, you know, nepotism, which is probably a fair criticism considering, you know, Steve's first hire was his son, and then Corey Dennis, who didn't actually end up making his way on the staff. But the article also references uh, Hill's response to his termination letter which raises concerns over the type of atmosphere that Joe Parker has created since taking over as the school's athletic director. In his response to Parker, Hill wrote the following as laid out in the report by ESPN. I'm more concerned about your conduct in allowing CSU athletics to become an environment where coaches can exhibit toxic masculinity as well as make racially insensitive comments to black players on your watch. Also." bringing in a new head football coach who tells the graduate assistants within days of knowing them that he doesn't give a fuck about their feelings is contradictory to being committed to the holistic development of student-athletes and of crafting a culture where students can thrive. That report was on a Friday evening. The following morning was a Saturday, and on that morning, Saturday, August 8th, CSU football players began to share a support message of support for Adazio and the new staff, basically saying. These these accusations are coming from people that are no longer a part of the program. They have an axe to grind. Adazio has been nothing but supportive and, and, can you know, they've taken the COVID stuff seriously, all of that stuff. So essentially, you know, the players came out and called BS on, on the reports that morning. Not everyone, some of the players, that is. Two days after that, the non West then announced that they were going to suspend all football activities. And it seemed like the league was well on their way to pursuing a spring season. That changed too. But just everything that happened in that first 10 days of August, it was absolutely insane. And then that didn't even include the the two weeks after that, where we had the, the back and forth with, you know, McBride and and Manny potentially transferring out. Obviously, both of them decided to stay. But just the entire month of August was so much chaos. September was a little bit better. It came out, the lawsuit came out. So, you know, there was another scandal. (laughs) It's just been a tough fall all around. Since CSU football started practicing again last week, there obviously hasn't been any media availability. Not going to complain about that anymore than I already have. I'm hoping now that the investigation is seemingly coming to a wrap here that things should change up because at that point, they they really aren't going to have any ground to stand on in terms of why they're not letting people in. But it's it's definitely going to be interesting to see how all of this plays out. Uh, According to Football Scoop, sources indicate the report is expected to find little to no meaningful findings against head coach Steve Adazio. The report is expected to detail mistakes made or wrongdoings by a small number of football staffers, but it is not anticipated to derail the program. That's That was quoted in the football scoop piece. I have a lot of thoughts. Um, based on the specificity of that quote, it really sounds like it's coming from somebody high up at CSU. Kind of a PR quote that was floated out there intentionally would be my guess that's how the game is played. I get it. I'm not taking shots. I I understand how all this works. Just the wording of it definitely sounds like it, it came from an administrator. You know, I've, I talked to coaches, I talked to people that are in administrative positions, and there's definitely a, a difference in which they communicate. So it, it's interesting that the one thing that's going to be really, really important with all of this is what exactly are those wrongdoings? You know, is it Was it a situation where the coaches were kind of just like, hey guys, like we can't afford to lose anybody to COVID, you know, do what you can because we need you here? Maybe that got misconstrued to, you know, like we can't afford to lose you guys, don't report symptoms. Who knows? But I mean, even this report from Football Scoop, which in my opinion was probably spoon fed to them by an administrator at CSU. It's still not, you know, implying that they were 100% in the right. It's still implying that the investigation turned something up. So, you know, going back to my point of don't be throwing stones at the Colorado and don't be all this nasty stuff at them. It, it sounds like they did find something. It sounds like there were wrongdoings. It just sounds like maybe the entire situation got, you know, slightly blown out of proportion to an extent, which happens, you know. I, I think that's what I said on my initial reaction to all this is usually the truth is somewhere in the middle. You know, we like to frame everything as black and white issues in twenty twenty when, in actuality, you know most situations are gray. And it seems that 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 was this case right here. It, it's not necessarily that the program was one hundred percent you know innocent of some of these accusations it's just you know maybe a situation where things weren't quite as quite as awful as they were maybe portrayed to be a couple of months back in 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 my opinion you know this is an, an example of why we need journalism you know you need to be able to report this type of stuff it needs to be brought to life and then you can you know have an independent third party then come in and, and look into it you know and that's that's what has happened When whenever CSU makes an official announcement and releases all this stuff, I'll obviously go into go into it even more. But, you know, right now, all we can do is go off of what we know. And and that's what I'm doing. And that's what I think most CSU fans are doing. It's just been a weird year. Never ends. Never ending cycle of weirdness. Anyways, I'm going to wrap it up here. I, I want to shout out real quick the Ram Sanity Show. I am going to be on that podcast tonight with Aaron and V. Not sure when that is going to run, but I, I've shouted them out before. Those are my good friends. Love those guys. Big part of the CSU community. And they do a really entertaining podcast. So fun to uh, fun to get on there again. Really looking forward to it. Also, you know, go check out Brady Hole, 1330 KFKA. I was on there. Earlier today, spent about 30 minutes talking hoops. It was an awesome interview. Always love getting on there. He always posts those on his website, so go check out his website. Check out his Twitter page. I'll share it at some point once it's out there, but you're not going to want to miss that one. And finally, we're going to be talking hoops on tomorrow's podcast. We're supposed to talk hoops today, push it back to tomorrow with the football news. I'm looking forward to it, though. I'm, I'm craving some college basketball, especially just with how the season ended so abruptly in March you know I was I was fully anticipating getting a chance to cover some postseason whether it was you know uh, hosting the NIT or you know the CBI whatever probably more likely but it just it just ended you know they, they lost to Wyoming and then it was just done and I haven't had I haven't had any hoops since and I just hate that I miss it so much so I'm looking forward to talking hoops should be a blast thank you to everybody that continues to support the content stay safe out there